Church, say amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? It's good to see you. Good to see you here on time. And we thank God, even though we set the clocks up one hour, nevertheless, God is still good. And we'll still manage to do what we need to do. We do what's important to us. I'm hoping and praying that this morning you come with the mindset to worship God, to learn about God, to realize today is the Lord's day, and we need to continuously respect that, even though the world is constantly doing things to try to pull us away from our purpose of assembling together on Sundays and what the Lord's Day is supposed to mean unto us. The world is constantly trying to distract us and do things to pull us away, to convince us that it's no big deal. It's not that important anymore. God is going to love you anyhow. Well, God does love us. But God expects us to also be obedient. Amen. So I'm hoping and praying that something can be said from the lesson today to encourage you to examine yourself, to see if you are practicing pure religion. Our lesson subject today is, what is pure religion? And do you practice pure religion? What is pure religion? James gives us the, de the definition of what pure religion is in James 1 and 27. This is pure, pure and undefiled religion. This is from the NASB translation. This is pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and Father to visit orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. Let me read that again. This is pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and Father. Not concerning what your definition may be, doing what you want to do, and because everybody else is doing, I'm not as bad as somebody else. But this is pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and Father to visit orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. Since God has stated that pure religion is essential to please him, Matthew 7, 21 through 24, Hebrews 11 and 6, Revelation 22 and 14. How then can we be sure our religion is pure? In Matthew 7, 21 through 24, the Bible says, Jesus said, Not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Yeah. 
Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. We have to be mindful. We have to be careful. Even though we're doing something, we have to have the right motive as to why we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me say that again. You just showing up today doesn't mean you came to worship God in spirit and truth. Some may have come just to roll their eyes at somebody. Some may have come just to see what's the latest fashion tip that somebody's going to be wearing. Yes, you showed up, but you're not here to worship. You're not here for the right reason. So we have to be mindful of the things that we do, and just because we can go through the motion doesn't mean it's pure religion. Amen. Pure religion must have a pure object of worship. Let me say that again. Pure religion must have a pure object of worship. God is light without darkness. 1 John 1 and 5. Jesus, in bending the temptations of Satan, said, Ye shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Amen. Matthew 14. God himself condemned the worship of idols and false gods. Yep. Exodus 20, verses 3 through 6. Our object must be <coughs> pure, and we know beyond a shadow of a doubt it doesn't get any better than God. Amen. Therefore, our focus, our object of worship must be on God. Amen. Not on me. Amen. Not on someone else. But on God. Amen. We're talking about pure religion, folks. Mm -hmm. Pure religion must have a pure sacrifice. Mm. Amen. 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 Under the Old Testament system, animal sacrifices were to be pure, unspotted, and in excellent condition. You didn't just go out there and grab some old runaway, some old stray, some old animal with uh, mange and all kind of diseases or whatever and offer it up to God. You didn't do that. Under the Old Testament system, animal sacrifices were to be pure, unspotted, and in excellent condition. Christ, in giving of his life, is our perfect sacrifice for sin. Amen. The blood of Christ went far beyond what animal sacrifices and the sprinkling of blood could ever do. We have a pure sacrifice. Amen. That is Christ. 
and defining pure religion. Our pure religion is not based upon something spotted, something defiled, something that cannot match up to what God expectations are and what they were. Hebrews 10 and 10. A good read. The Bible teaches us. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Through Christ. Through his sacrifice. Through God so loving the world that he gave his best. And through the shedding of the blood of Jesus. We can have pure religion. We can know that our worship is not defiled. We can know God is pleased in the manner in which we go about doing what we do and how we offer ourselves. I think about what Paul wrote in Romans 12 and 1. He said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. But we don't just offer ourselves unto God just in any condition. We have to obey the gospel. We have to go through the process as we talk about trusting the process. We surrender our will. We become Christians by obeying the gospel, being baptized for the remission of our sins. That we may offer ourselves unto God a living sacrifice that has been sanctified and cleansed. We've been redeemed through the blood of Jesus. Not just offering ourselves in any kind of way. People often say, well, the Lord said, just come just as you are. He may say, come just as you are, but there are some things you need to do after you get here. <coughs> you didn't offer just any kind of animal. Amen. Surely, you don't expect God to, offer, to accept any less Amen. in us. We need to come in contact with the blood. And that ever-cleansing blood does the job that puts us in the position that we may offer ourselves a living sacrifice unto God. Is that all right? Second Corinthians 5.21 For he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of him in him. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. What were we? We were lost. We were stagnated. We were hopeless. We were condemned. But because God so loved the world. Because Jesus so Love and was so faithful in serving his father. Who knew no sin but became sin for us. Mm-hmm. 
He bore our sins. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now you're talking about a transition from death row to hallelujah boulevard. What a transition. That's the love of God, folks. And we should be thankful. Pure religion must have pure doctrine. Amen, somebody. Amen. Pure religion can't have, this is what I think, but this is what I feel. This is what grandmama said, this is what granddaddy said. Pure religion can't be based upon granddaddyology and grandmamaology. Old wise fables and all of these other things that contradict what the word of truth has to say. Pure religion must have pure doctrine. Amen. In other words, you can't add to it. You can't take away from it. It is good the way it has been delivered. Amen. God didn't and he still don't need our help Amen. in helping us to understand what he meant and what he said. Amen. God don't need you to think anything out for him. God already knows. God needs us to obey and accept the truth for what it is. Paul stated that the gospel was the power of God to salvation. Romans 1 and 16. In Galatians 1, 6 through 9, we are warned not to preach any gospel except that which is received from God or we will be accursed. Paul exhorted Timothy to preach the word because the time would come when many would not endure sound or healthy doctrine. 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5. You notice he referred to nothing concerning feelings, emotions, what you think, what you thought, what somebody said. Pure religion must have pure doctrine. Amen. And that's why we need to stay with the word. The preaching of the gospel, the church is not designed to entertain, mm. to make you feel good. Amen. The church is here as a tool of salvation. It is the ark of salvation. To those that are lost who need to come on in, come aboard, out of the darkness of the sin-sick world into the marvelous light. Mm -hmm. It's not for you to be entertained right. and to make you feel good. And, you know, you hear folks talking about, well, I didn't get that much out of it today. You didn't get much out because you didn't bring anything to put in. Mm -hmm. Your object supposed to be God. And your focal point supposed to be God. So you're talking about you didn't get anything out. You're the one cheating God. God has done his part. You're supposed to be given unto God. Not coming here trying to bamboozle somebody out of something. Making demands on Somebody, well, you didn't sing this and you didn't say it the way I like it. You didn't preach it the way I wanted you to preach it and all of that. No, you're supposed to be worshiping God. Amen. Amen. And instead of trying to hold a worship hostage mm -hmm. and making demands about what 
was wrong with it. We know what was wrong with it. You came with the wrong frame of mind. Maybe if your focus would have been more on giving to God, you wouldn't have that many complaints. Matter of fact, you wouldn't have any. Amen, lives. Amen. So, pure religion must have pure doctrine. That means we need to stay in the book. We, we don't need to stray. We don't need to add. We need to keep our feelings out of it and speak as the oracles of God. Amen. 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 That's that's what we need. That's what we need to do. Amen. Keep it simple. Amen. I, I don't know why throughout <laughs> the course of the years many preachers have come to this point where they're the only ones who can explain <laughs> the gospel. The gospel wasn't delivered unto us, unto man, to be complicated. Why would God so love the world and then make it difficult for them to be saved? No, it's simple. And that's our job to keep it simple. So that men may understand the path in which they are traveling. And when they realize this is not the path that God has outlined, they need to be able to understand what they need to do to be saved. When Peter preached that sermon on the day of Pentecost, it wasn't hard to understand. To be honest, it was very simple. Bada boom. Bada boom. Right? You murdered the Son of God. You crucified. He was approved of God. He didn't do anything wrong. He came that you might be saved. That's not hard to understand. Now God is going to hold his blood on you. It wasn't hard to understand. And the reason I know it wasn't hard to understand because they asked a question in verse 37. How do I get out of this mess? Man and brother, what shall we do? I know they understood. I didn't, you know, people didn't need a thesaurus, a dictionary, a translation app, and everything else to understand a simple message. It was simple preaching to reach men that they understood what was going on and what they needed to do Amen. to be saved. Mm-hmm. We just need to keep it simple, folks. Right. But in keeping it simple, we also have to have an honest heart Amen. in receiving the truth and stop acting like we don't understand. It's a difference in not understanding and just not wanting to do it's a big difference. We preach and teach and we preach and teach. We preach and teach. Right. You're not going to hang around here and say, I don't understand. No, no, be honest. Just say, I'm just giving in to the flesh. I just don't want to live right. 
we know we say something like that. Oh, man. But we all know there's a war going on within us. Amen. Mm -hmm. But that's no excuse to do wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't accuse the church of not carrying out its responsibility in teaching. Mm -hmm. When the truth of the matter is, you just don't want to do what's right. It's a big difference. Amen. 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 Pure religion must contain pure worship. We ought to worship God how? John 4, 24, right? In other words, we ought to worship with the right heart and in the right way. We ought to worship God according to his commands. 1 John 2, 3 and 5. And not according to our desires. Colossians 2, 19, 23. Let me read that again. We are to worship God according to his commands. Mm. He is the object, the pure object <coughs> of our worship. Amen. How can I deviate from him and do it a different way unto a pure God? How can I take something unholy and put it into practice unto a holy God? No, we have to do it according to his commands and not according to our desires. See, our desires, man, we'll have all kind of crazy stuff going on up in here. Huh? Have naked women run around in tutus. Waving a flag. Mm -hmm. Have women up in here and men up here dancing with painted face. What is, what are they called? Mines or whatever. Doing these dances and all of that stuff. Because, see, that would be something that entertained us. Why do I need somebody to dance to interpret something when I can open a book and read? <laughs> We need to do it God's way. If we want to go to God's heaven. That's not difficult to understand. It doesn't take anyone to be very smart to understand this. It simply takes a honest heart to want to do right and want to please God. Colossians 2, 19 and 23. I don't, I don't want to skip that. I, I, I think that's very important. One of you brothers get that. Colossians chapter 2, 19 through 23. And read that. Worship is not about us, folks. Yes, we are participants. But our participation is to glorify God. What does the Bible say? And not holding fast uh -huh. to the head from whom all the body, nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments, grows with the increase that is from God. <clears throat> Therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, why as though living in the world do you subject yourselves to regulations? Do not touch, do not touch, do not handle, which all concern things which perish with the using according to the commandments 
doctrines of men. Hmm. These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom in self-imposed religion, false humility, and neglect of the body, but are of no value against the indulgence of the flesh. Hmm. I, I like verse 23. Which things have indeed a show of wisdom and will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. Mm -hmm. Folks, is God's way or the highway? Right. That's not hard to understand. We watch TV, we see places coming together with the big rock bands and, and, and all of the, the, the guitars and the drums and the performers and all of this stuff. And then we sit there and we are, we were fascinated by the fact, man, why can't we have that? Why can't, why can't we get our worship on like that? Well, read the Bible. Read the Bible. Everything that sounds good mm -hmm. isn't right. And it's not good for you. Amen. Just because you see many flocking doesn't mean they're going the right way. Amen. We should be God's people who love truth. And if we are lovers of truth, we should worship God in spirit and in truth. Amen. We don't have anything that the world is doing for us to be envious or jealous about. Amen. We have the truth. And if I am truthful to God, I should be understanding that how we worship in accordance to what the scriptures say, that should be satisfying to me. Amen. Some folks can't stay in one place and they bounce around and they leave the church because guess what? They don't know who they worship. They don't know how to worship. They're looking for something to make them feel good. They're looking for something to tickle their fancy. They're looking for something to please their flesh when God is a spirit. And it's not about pleasing your flesh. Mm. Pure religion must have a pure institution. That institution is the church of our Lord. This is the church that Christ promised to build. Matthew 16, 18 through 19. This is the church that Christ purchased with his own blood, folks. Acts 20 and 28. This is the church that has Christ as its only head. Ephesians 1, 22 through 23, and Ephesians 5, 22 through 32. I remember hearing last week of a religion holding its conference on debating how they were going to go about viewing and accepting homosexuality. Whether or not the church would embrace it or whether or not the church would reject it. And you have to stop and ask yourself, 
What kind of mess is that? Yeah. Who is man? Who is man to determine to accept what God rejects or reject what God accepts? Amen. Who is man? Who is man to say when the Bible condemns something, who is man to say, well, we accept it? Mm. Do you know how many people there are that accept that behavior, who practice that behavior? I don't care. Right. The Bible says it's unnatural. Right. Let me say it again. The Bible says it's unnatural. Natural. Amen. Well, if God condemns it and it is not an embraceable lifestyle that God accepts, who is man to change what God has to say? Right. What is the person going to say at the judgment? Well, Brother May said it was okay for me as a man to marry another man or me as a woman to marry and love another woman. But here's the problem. What Barry May may have said, and in this account, I'm not saying that. Let's be clear. <laughs> At the judgment, the truth is going to be there. Amen. Romans 1 is going to be there. Amen. Unnatural behavior. You took what some man said, you took what some conference leaders voted on and said, instead of listening to the pure object of your worship Amen. and your living. Pure religion must have a pure institution. And this institution has to be different from the world. Amen. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing. This is the church that one is added through obedience to the gospel of Christ. Acts Amen. 2, 41 through 47. Amen. Being a member of the Lord's church is nothing to take life. Exactly. Amen. It calls for a walk of purity, Amen. a life of purity. Amen. It calls to be, it's a call to be different. Amen. It's a call for you to separate yourself from those dark ways you used to participate in and those things you used to do while you were in the world. This body of believers should stand out and it should illuminate among the darkness of this world that people should yearn and have a desire to want to become a part of it. The problem we're having in the church today is too many shady folks. Too many folks throwing too much shade. Instead of being a light, they throw in shade. They, they, they want to backdoor and they want to bring in this unnatural behavior. They want to come in and, and plant seeds into the hearts of others. Man, see, that, that's why we can't grow. As long as you get up there and, 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 and put folks down and let me tell you something. The Lord's church will stand. Amen. Amen. It 
stand. But I guarantee you, it will not grow in purity with your defiled thinking, believing that it's okay to accept something God condemns. This is the church that Christ purchased with his blood. This is the church that has Christ as its only head. Well, if he's the only head, he calls the shots. It's his way or no way. You can't come in and change what he has laid out. And expect him to accept it. This is the church that one is added to through the obedience of the gospel. Amen. It is not hard to understand, folks. Pure religion must have a pure membership. Amen. <laughs> pure religion must have a pure membership. Not a membership always looking for an excuse. Always bringing up excuses. Right. Always seeking to do everything wholeheartedly in the world, but always got some excuse when it comes to the work of the church. Amen. Pure religion must have a pure membership. It must have people whose hearts are committed, faithful, have a desire, to be servants in the work of the church. Amen. Pure members have their sins washed away. Acts 22 and 16. Pure members purpose in their hearts not to sin. Daniel 1 and 8. They, they don't use those scriptures as an excuse to sin. Well, you know, we all have sinned. We know that. But that's no reason for you to continue in your sin. Amen. <laughs> Pure members abstain from all forms or appearances of evil. Right. Woo! <laughs> Does the Bible say that? Yeah. Pure members abstain from all forms of evil. <laughs> you see it coming. The Bible said, avoid <coughs> every appearance of what? And what do many do? Go right into it. Well, I'm stronger than that, so you thought. And even if you don't come out a crash victim, <laughs> in that situation, you may have just opened yourself up to something where a seed got planted to cause you to meditate on the wrong things instead of the right things. Amen. Let's be real, folks. There are some folks we used to run with. You just need to leave alone. You, you need to leave, leave it to somebody else to encourage them. <coughs> Ladies, can I talk to you? So I'm going to talk to the men too. Don't put yourself in a situation. Amen. 
I often say, if a guy is truly interested in you and he's not a member of the church or whatever, you know what? You need to, you need to be very, very extremely, Amen. extremely Amen. cautious. Amen. Amen. Because, see, you have a tendency of getting emotionally involved. And most men know that. If he's truly interested in learning about your God, bring him to church. I ain't bringing that, brother. Make me beat up on No. If he want to know the truth, he's going to hear it. Better yet, call a brother. Set up, see if he want to hold a Bible study, even without you being there. Mm -hmm. So is he really just after you? Or do he truly want to know about your God? Mm -hmm. And see, by the time you know it, you ain't had sex with him. Mm -hmm. Now he don't want to call. <laughs> That ain't pure membership. Amen. Amen. That is not pure membership. Amen. They're out there, ladies. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Amen. If, if, if you've been burned time after time after time, it's time to try something new. Amen. Right? Amen. How about trying it God's way? Amen. Amen. If a guy truly interested in your God, He'll seek out God. Amen. With or without you. That's right. And men, same thing. Amen. Just because she's vulnerable. You know the smear and the reputation you can put on the church? Amen. Going through these women? Because they're weak? Right. Because they're vulnerable? Because they hear all this stuff, oh, it's a shortage of men, and some women just feel like I just need to get them. I, I just need to grab anything. <laughs> they present themselves in a, in a position of despair. Right. And instead of you being strong and being a part of peer membership, and said, I can't do this before my God. I can't do this to my God. Like Joseph said. Mm -hmm. You can't be laying up with all these different women and then turning around, oh, I want to invite you to church. <laughs> well, is that how the men do it at your church? No, that's not how the men do it here. And we need to be mindful of how we carry ourselves Amen. as men and members of the body. Amen. If you get weak in the knees or your stomach gets upset when you get around her, run. <laughs> you find yourself, you lock eyes with her, and then she just stares at you, and you find yourself just a run. She's waiting on you to make a move. Don't do it. If she's as interested in you, let her get with sister around here. Amen. Study the Bible. Amen. 
You don't, you don't truthfully obey the gospel because you just want to be with him. That's right. Amen. Anyway. <laughs> pure members meditate on that which is pure and heavenly. Mm. Mm. Philippians 4 and 8 tells us what we think on, right? Colossians 3, 1 and 2. Pure members show love for Christ by keeping his commandments. One of those commandments is flee fornication. Right? Great commandment. Flee. Run. Get up out of there. Before you destroy yourself. John 14, 15. Keep his commandments. The pure religion of Jesus teaches us to be, number one, pure in heart. Matthew 5 and 8, 1 Timothy 5, 22. It teaches us to be pure in speech. Amen. Ephesians 4, 29. Colossians 3, 8 and 9. And 1 Peter 4 and 11. Talking about those oracles of God right there. It teaches us to be pure in conduct. Matthew 5 and 16. Philippians 1, 27. It teaches us to be pure in service. Pure in service. Not doing things with an angle. Not doing things when you have an agenda. Amen. Doing things out of the purity and the love of being a servant of Christ. Amen. That's what pure religion motivates us to do. Pure religion Pure religion. Do you practice pure religion? If not, why not? Amen. You're not going to get to heaven without practicing pure Amen. religion. Amen. So why aren't you practicing pure religion? Our Lord has given us an example to follow. That's right. First Peter 2, 21 through 24. Oh, he has given us the example. He has gone through, suffered, and you name it, he can claim. Been there, done that. What is your hold up today? Why won't you follow Christ today? Jesus said on one occasion, with me you can do all things, but without me, you could do nothing. Amen. That's a powerful statement right there. Amen. And people have taken it upon themselves to say, well, I seem to be doing okay. <laughs> but you know what? If you live to make all the money you could ever imagine, if you live to build the biggest house with so many rooms, you don't even know how many rooms you got. If you live to drive cars that you can't even pronounce the names of, it won't profit you anything in the end when you lose your soul. Amen. For what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and to lose his soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? You say, well, I'm doing all right. That's now. Hmm. But the 
the truth of the story is, you're in worse shape than you really understand. That's right. And if you don't believe it, close your eyes and die. Yeah. You may be enjoying the goods of this world right now. But one day, you're going to lay your hands forward in rest. Right. You're going to close your eyes. And will the result be that you practice pure religion? I said in Sunday school, I say now. The truth of the matter is, what truly matters in this life is the fact is God pleased. Amen. Amen. Not you. Is God pleased? You may feel a satisfaction. You may feel I'm okay. But it's God pleased. We're going to stand in the judgment one day and give an account to the things we've done in this life. Will God be pleased? That's something to consider, folks. Will he? Or will we find ourselves in a wretched situation? I ask you this morning, if you're not practicing pure religion, why aren't you? God has done his part. God has provided the sacrifice. God has done what needed to be done. My question is, when are you going to do your part? Why don't you make up your mind today while that blood runs warm in your veins? If you haven't been practicing pure religion, let today be a great start. Why do you think it's not no coincidence that you're here? Today can be the beginning of a new life for you. By obeying the gospel, by surrendering your will to Christ, confessing him to be the son of God, being <coughs> baptized for the remission of your sins. Today can be the start of a great and wonderful journey. Amen. Amen. For us who are members of the church, if you've been half-stepping, you've been playing around, you haven't been totally honest in your focus regarding truly worshiping God the way you should. Man, let me tell you about God, our servant. He's willing to forgive you today. He's willing to forgive you today and put it behind and never bring it up to you again. Why don't you take advantage of that and you know what? Just press forward. Amen. Just move on. That's the loving God we serve. We don't need to talk about how you messed up in the past. We don't need to talk about that. God already know that. He's just concerned and interested in you moving forward. Amen. Are you willing to get yourself out of the way and take advantage of this offer? One day you're not going to have an opportunity. You 
believe in a car wreck, you may just drop dead natural causes. You may be sitting around talking about tomorrow. And tomorrow, you may never see. The Bible said the day you hear the voice, harden not your heart. Well, you've heard enough today from the word of God for you to make a sound decision of what you need to do in order to get in the right relationship with God. Will you take advantage of the situation? What's our song, folks? 559. 559. 559. It's so sweet. Is our invitation song. I'm praying and I'm asking you. Come while together we stand and sing.